fight me though. We don't care where to punch you in the face. We don't care where to punch you in the face. Welcome to episode 36. Small Seed, Big Impact, the podcast. Is there anything else about the podcast? Hmm? Is there anything else about the podcast? This is a podcast where you get all your... <laughs> I got come up with a good... Uh... No, I was saying, is there anything other than a podcast? Oh, Small Seed, Big Impact, the movement. Well, this is part of the movement then. I know, but I don't know. It could be Small Seed, Big Impact, anything. So, honestly, guys, we've been sitting here for <laughs> approximately 40 minutes debating on what to talk about. Has it been? Oh, my God. It, has? it really has. Yeah, it's been 40 minutes, almost, maybe slightly under, trying to figure out what we can talk about, because we really want to do these every week. And we couldn't think of anything. I, I uh, sat myself into a coma, and uh, <laughs> Holly fidgeted so much she painted all <laughs> our entire house. So, uh, <laughs> I, I painted our entire house. Yeah, you know, like, when you think, I was just thinking, like, those artists that just, like, paint everywhere, and there's just massive colors and streaks all over the place. That's what you just did. I, like, can't just sit, like, if I'm trying to think of something, I gotta, like, get moving, like, get, like, my, ju- get my body juice, like, get my brain juicing. Not me. I don't even blink. <laughs> my eyes just dry out until they fall on my head. Yeah, funny story, one of the first times I was ever interrogated by the police, <clears throat> I was young, I was like 11 or 12, the detective, like after they interrogated me, blah, blah, they came back, and they were like, oh, do you know how I know you weren't telling, you were telling the truth? It's because you, you weren't really blinking that much, and I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, I never blink that much when I'm like in a serious conversation. But also, I think that I just thought about this. I always equate people who like constantly blink. And this is true. This is actually like psychologically based or whatever. Um, That people, I never trust people that blink often or can't make eye contact. But because like unflinchingly made eye contact, they thought I was telling the truth. Idiots. (laughs) Well, I can't believe. It's like a strobe light in here. (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. I think I do blink a lot because my eyes are always matched. (laughs) Untrustworthy. <laughs> Just kidding. My thing is eye contact, and people always get super. Bu- like I always make eye contact with people. Yeah. It doesn't matter like where I. I feel like even when I'm in a crowd, I'm like making eye contact with the person. Some people get really uncomfortable with eye contact. They're like, uh That's because they're insecure. And I'll like then they look back at me, and I'm still. Like, <laughs> yeah. I used, I used to. I had to train myself to not look in people's eyes so much. Because people used to be like, I feel like you're boring into my soul. And I'm like, oh, gee, I'm just like giving my full attention. But other people like who will like be engulfed in it and they're like, you can feel like the, I'm the only person in the room. And I'm people, like. No, like people definitely like people who make eye contact. But also some people are really uncomfortable when they make eye contact. Because they're uncomfortable with themselves. Like they like look down or look around yeah. or they like. Like, kind of, like, touch things on their face. Like, if they're, like, worried something. Or it's, like, uh, it's misinterpreted as you care oh, about them. Too. Because Every I'm, time. like, it's they so... Think, like, I'm flirting or Yeah, something. because it's so abnormal for someone to have interest in you as a person <laughs> that it has to be some Sexual, shady... Yeah. yeah. I know. That's that actually is. funny. We'll talk about that real quick. About society's terrible views on sexualizing everything. And now you're just talking about, like, how... A lot of people 
create their identity based around their partner, more or oh, less. Yeah. But a lot about, like, teenagers. You don't have to use the specific examples, just, like, that they create their identity around them. Yeah. No, I was talking about that... Um, I can't remember what I, I was listening to something and then like a friend also just reminded me of it, but it was talking about how like when we we're preteens, we create these like ideologies and identities around ourselves that may not be our true self or may not be our true morals or values, but it's because of what society tells us we should believe in, or we become interested in these things because we're seeking either to be part of a friend group or we're seeking like to... I don't know, get laid by a guy or girl. Like, we want to be liked by this certain person. And like Shane was saying, this doesn't just have to do with our adult, like our Or young any adult. age. Yeah, our young adult years. Like, this is technically, which he made a good point. Because I was just thinking in my head, like, that makes sense. It's a friend group you want to be part of. Or it's like a guy you really like. And he's into something specific. So you start to pretend like you're into it. And then you get so into it that you think you're into it. But as you get older, you realize, like, that's actually not my identity at all. My, like, what my true values are, my true morals are, are X, Y, Z, not this. What was the good point I made? Mm, that um, it's not just, like, our pre-teen years. Oh, right. It's also from childhood, like, as young as our memories will allow us to, like, think back, which is pretty much infantry. And possibly like, before that. Yeah, and maybe even Subconsciously before Subconsciously planted. Um, we are, like, seeking the approval of whoever, whoever is, like, most loved to us or whoever we want to be most like or whoever is closest to us. So, like, Shane was saying that a parent, like, if a kid's always talking and a parent's, like, you're so annoying or, like, can you just shut up or you're always talking it's so annoying or something like that, the kid's going to create this identity around them because, like, they want to be liked by their parents. They want to be accepted by their parents. So they're going to they're gonna believe, like, oh, I shouldn't talk. I should be quiet, and they're maybe going to grow up super introverted when in reality they're a very extroverted person. They were at once, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think all personalities are habitual. I think, I think maybe, maybe, and I don't even fully know if I believe this, you're, you're born leaning a certain way, which I don't really know if that's I true. That. I don't know because you don't know, what, you don't know what's going on in in your mom's body when you're in the womb. Yeah. You don't know what happens the first zero to 12 months of your life. Yeah. <clears throat> There's so many little things that could equate to your personality that you have no idea. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't know if we're just like, like people would say like your spirit, your soul or whatever would basically like kind of like be the leaning version of your identity. But how do you know it's not just what your mother is feeling internally mm-hmm. and radiating and her hormones and her energy levels. And then when you're born, what happens in those 12 months? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we already all know, like, the first zero to six years of life are, like, our most important as far as, like, character building of who we're pro- who right. we're going to become. Yeah. But then, I guess what I was saying was, like, our ideologies. Our, our belief systems. Our belief systems, yeah. our ideologies, what we end up thinking are, like, our genuine values happen in young adulthood i can see that and then i don't think it's until we're much older like in our old 20s 30s maybe even 40s maybe even older something like radically happens where or we meet someone who's like or none of it ever happens or it never happens but maybe like something radically happens or meet someone who changes our views or gives us another side that we've never seen before and makes us think like, hmm, that's actually really interesting. I've never thought of that. And then you kind of 
start to dig back and be like, when did I even create, like, when did this even become important to me? Why is this important to me? And then some people end up realizing it's actually not. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I would argue that any person that you deem valuable who, who has influence over your, your life, which is everyone, like everyone who's around you has influence over your life, whether you know it or not. And not even who you're around because of social media. Any any content you consume exactly. has influence on you. The music, the movies, the people. And then obviously the people that are closest in your life, of course, because you actually care about their opinions. They all influence your decisions and what you believe to be true or untrue. And the more you consume them, mm-hmm. the more you will believe them. It's like, uh, what's that called? When you're like seeking for... You, like, I can't think of what it is, but essentially, like, you Google. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you'll always find what you're looking exactly. for. Exactly, yeah. You'll always yeah. find what you're looking for, and then right. you only emphasize it and make that belief stronger because you only consume what you're looking for. Right, one time. That's I think it. I think that's it. I think everyone, and I do this to myself a lot, um, I think everyone should always ask themselves why they believe in what they're doing. What... Why are you doing what you're doing? And then why do you think you believe in what you're doing? That's why I have these tattoos on my hands. What did it say? Uh, this one says, who am I? Which is the question of like, what do I believe in? Mm-hmm. And what's my, like, kind of like, what's my purpose on earth? And this one says, am I, am I where? Meaning, am I um, working in sync with who I am and producing what I want in life? Yeah, me too. That's why it I got be, <laughs> It should be something we're always, like, thinking about on, like, on a subconscious level. Yeah, for sure. And consciously. Consciously. But that should yeah. always be in the background of, like, every decision you're making, everything you're doing. Like, does that truly align with, like, the things you believe in, who you are, your morals, your values, your core? Yeah. I'd say especially if you're having a challenging time doing something. Like, right now, this is a good way to segue into the sixth week of the new year. <laughs> Like, if you, fitness is just such an easy example, because I I think it's like the, it's the simplest thing that you can change the fastest and see results and it'll impact the rest of your entire life. But like, for people who have never been into fitness and they're 30 years old and they, they start getting into fitness and they don't like it, but they're doing it. <clears throat> and then they get to the point where they're just like, they want to do it, but then they keep sabotaging themselves so they're not doing it. I think it would or, be... Or... Okay, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, or like we were talking about people around them, they start getting super into it because they were never into it before. The people around them are not into it and are like, why are you working out so much? Oh, yeah. Like, that's, why are that's you... That's also a great segue that we should go <laughs> into because talking about influence, we should do that. But real quick, my, sorry, my, point, yeah. super, my super, point super fast is... I was going to say, so they get to week three, week four, they're starting to see results. They're starting to feel better and possibly even look better. And then their false identity of them being who they were previously, because that's what other people put on them, tells them that they, that they shouldn't be doing that. So subconsciously, they get injured or something well, is, really, something, oh it does, it really happens in it's real, real life. I know it. Uh, it's like people I know personally. Yeah, like. no, of course. Like, this is a real problem in psychology that people, so like, so they're, when they're trying to break out of their old identity, 
and they and they want to and their actions are making it happen. This is really also true with money. People who always mm-hmm. are po- people who always are poor or people who put a cap on themselves. Once they come, they'll be like, "Wow, I have two, three, four thousand dollars saved up." Yeah, I've saved up. They're like, "Wow, yeah. this is crazy!" And then next thing you know, la di da da, boom, their car breaks down out of nowhere. Like maybe it's like only two years old, never had problems before, needs a whole new engine. There goes two grand. It's always like, and it's almost the exact amount that they have saved. It's because our minds are so powerful, and it's because their identity that they say that they are is that they are a poor person and cannot save Mm -hmm. money. And this is why I personally believe your words are so important. (laughs) Especially, and I'll just, so we went to the fitness thing. Oh, they're they're getting results, they get injured. Or they're getting results, they get fired from their job, they binge eat all weekend. They get, someone breaks up with them, they binge binge eat. They start saving up money. Oh, then something huge happens. Or like, even worse, something happens to someone they know. And they're like, oh, I'll help you. I have this money. And the next thing you know, they're motherfucking broke again. <laughs> and then, what was the one I was just talking about, this last one? That was the one that you were just talking about. No, it was another one. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Going for Fitness, oh. cash, and then something else. I'm sorry. Those are the only two I remember you just talking about. Oh, me too. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it all. I don't know. But anyway. But yeah, like the identity that you've that that is true for a lot of people and people I personally know where like I feel like they want to be better than they are but then they just keep on like things oh, keep on what sorry Go. You I know what you're about to say and that's an easy one to come back to yes relationships hold on I gotta drink a sip of water <laughs> because I'm working on keeping my health up <laughs> staying hydrated so take a sip with today me. was a good day I lowered my caffeine by like 200 milligrams we're pretty sure Shane's allergic to coffee. Oh, God, I hope not. All right, sorry. It'll be a sad day for small seeds <laughs> if I would not be caffeinated. <laughs> Look out, world. No, relationships are, I think, are another another good one. Especially because these are all these people are like, oh, I want to be in a relationship. I want to be in a relationship. Oh, it's just my luck. This person, whatever. You know what I mean? Or, I'm like, they say they want or love. Or they create these fake. I, like, or they create these like literal lies about the partner that they're with. Oh, like, for sure. Oh, they're not good for me because X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. And then they convince themselves that person's not good for them because of these fake qualities that they've put around this person or this, these lies that they've made up about this person. And they genuinely believe them so that they can say that that's a bad person and not be with that, not be happy with that person. Yeah, I was just about to say, like, maybe someone who... So I would say two, two different things is kind of where I was going to go with it. There's the person who's like, I want to be in a relationship, blah, blah, blah. And then constantly always posts about how, like... I'm going to use women for an example. How, like, all guys are dogs. All guys are scums back. All guys only want sex. But yet they're like, I want to be in a relationship. I'm like, well, you can't have... The, those are two different belief systems, number <laughs> or like, one. like, no good guy. There are no... Nice yeah, there's no good guys left. They're all you. married. No, like, I was going to say, no, like, good guy or nice guy or someone is going to approach on, that's, you. that's section number okay. two. So, like, the, those are two conflicting belief systems. Yeah. Right? And, and they're trying to merge them as one. Mm-hmm. So, so when they always go and find these people or go on dates... They are dogs. They I'm are. Yeah, they're the people <laughs> yeah. who they say are the only ones out there that yeah. exist because... Yeah. They're saying they want to be in love and in a relationship, but the only people who are out there are the scumbags. Mm-hmm. So they always get these scumbags. And then it's the opposite. You know, this there's someone who's like, like, oh, I'll never, like, someone who wants to be in a relationship, but they're like, I'll just never find anyone. Like, no one ever sticks around, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? And then 
and then they meet a really nice guy, and it's like week two, week three, and then they do something on purpose to, to sabotage, sabotage it. Yeah. Like, like, who even knows what it is, but yes. Like acting crazy or, yeah, like or being saying that stage five clinger or, or just like, like, or like this, yeah, like what, whatever the case like may be. Like you don't have you know? time, like, yeah. you know, maybe the person was like, oh, maybe the person self, like maybe not even self-employed. Maybe the person's like uh, in construction and they work like crazy hours and they have a massive project and they go three days where they're just like super busy. And now it's only the third week and this, and this person is like, oh, great. They're He's not talking to me. me. Yeah, yeah, they don't have time for me. He doesn't even like me anymore. And because of that, they react in a very certain way and become like They go get on spiteful. Tinder. Yeah, talk <laughs> shit on their Instagram, whatever. And the next thing you know, the one nice guy is gone. Mm-hmm. Or girl. I'm just For me, it's easy to see that because I, not to be sexist, but the most people talking, most people who are willing to talk about relationships on social media are always women. Yeah, yeah, so I'm like, they're always like, I want a man. Oh, man, suck. Pick one. <laughs> you can't have both. But guys, too. Guys are always like, ugh, girls on Instagram are just hoes. I'm like, well, stop finding girls on Instagram then. Go out in the real world. Also, yeah, like, also, who are you following? <laughs> yeah, you're only following the hoes. Yeah, it's your exactly. Fault. Like, those are the people you're purposefully putting in your, like, circle in your life. Yeah. And that's the other thing, going back to, like, what I was talking about, is, like, creating this identity when we're, like, young preteens. It's like, Okay, say like when you're, you know, a 13-year-old boy, the only thing you want is sex. So you want an easy girl, right? You think you want a girl who's like hoish. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. you think you want a girl who wears low-cut shirts and short skirts and like kisses boys behind the fucking dumpster or whatever kids do when they're little. Like, and then you're convinced as you get older that that's what a quote-unquote like girl is, what a relationship's supposed to be and like who you're, that's who you're constantly going after, who you're constantly looking for because as a young child, that's what you've always like known and what you've always liked and you know what I mean? So then you're never actually, you may have a, a friend, a girl who's a friend who likes you, who is a good person, who, like a genuine girl who would be a great like relationship, but you never see her as a relationship because she's not what you think of a female to be, which would right. be like a Your friend zone or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Which happens to a ton of people. Like that stupid thing of like nice guys never win or whatever the fuck it is. That's because, I don't know. I don't even know where this comes from, but like the bad boys, like as a girl. Like, no, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you why. Where does it? I don't. I'm well, trying to think of that. Like, I don't I know where the phrase comes from, I'm like, but I'm gonna tell you why. And Andy had a really good rant about. Was it a rant today, or was it on his podcast? Oh, I don't know. But Andy had a really good rant about this, basically about. Oh no! It was an old podcast that when I was just listening to his, it like rolled into. Oh, okay. And it was saying that. Women like, quote-unquote, bad guys. Not because they're bad guys, but because they're alpha males. It's because women don't actually want... Biologically, Mm -hmm. biologically, maybe mentally, you do. Some of you do. And some men do, too. Biologically, you want a man to lead. Like, because that, by nature, is what we're designed to do. Mm -hmm. So, you're attracted to alphas who are like, they're anarchies, they're rebels, they're not trying to seek approval, they're the one being the leader of the pack. That is what, who you in, if we lived in a wilderness style yeah, world, yeah. would want. You'd want that person. That's the one who's going to lead. That's, that's the one who's going to survive. Yeah, exactly. right. He's the one with all the power. That's what you would want. And the, but instead, so, and then the flip side of that is you had these men who go with what you were saying at the beginning of this, who, who prostrate themselves and make themselves 
like basically go along with beliefs that they don't believe in and I'm going to use like other words, but I'm trying to be really polite. <laughs> <laughs> um, and basically become like the bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why they get friend zoned because they're too, they're too passive. Mm-hmm. They're just a bunch of, you know what? Little, little poo says. Yeah. I wasn't going to say, I'm glad you did. <laughs> but anyway, um, but that's why. And that, so they're like, they had these guys who were like, that makes sense. Like, so it's oh, not let actually, me help you, let me necessary. help you, let me yeah, help yeah. you. But like, they're really attracted to the leader. Mm-hmm. But you need a good combination of both. No, you need a leader who has manners. Yeah, that's no, that's what I'm saying. You need a leader who also cares. Yeah. You about should you. never like, be passive and, and prostrate yourselves if you're a man. No, but I was gonna say, but also real men do take the time to fucking check in. Oh, for and sure. Check in and be yeah. and be sensitive when the time is like right to be sensitive. And real be men listen because that's how you lead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like no, but like I feel like what but society has told us. Real bad boys are are just fucking uh, dick bags. What are they, like frat boys like that? Yeah. Like a fucking dumbass. Like, like, yeah. I'm just saying the that's kid like, who's always in trouble, <laughs> like womenizing. Is that what it is? Womenizing. Is that a term? I don't know. I don't know. What is what is it used used in itself? I don't know. I just think of Britney Spears, um, womanizer. Oh yeah. Whatever it is, but like yeah, they always like paint that as the bad boy. You know, whatever. But like abusing, like the. Like whatever sex. Yeah, like beating up, beating up weaker people, and then like oh, yeah, 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 being controlling or being over like their abuse, lady. Yeah, being like you know. verbally abusive right. or even physically abusive. Right, like, exactly. Not that type that's of alpha like, male. No, that's not an alpha male. That's a fucking bitch. Just that's really an insecure man. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a bitch pretending to be alpha who's actually a little bitch. <laughs> but like, but that's why they're tra- because if you only have those two options, if you only have passive pussyfied men. Or anarchist leaders who are violent, women will want the violent one because they're leaders in society. And not until you're like way older and I think you can like be like, oh, these are my only two options. I'll take the passive one because they'll give me what I want. Mm-hmm. But when, when we're hormonal and all these are just emerging, all these feelings that are first emerging, we want the leader. Because that's who you should want. You should, yeah. like, when we were like in society like much longer, we wouldn't. We would have started looking for a partner at like 12, 13, yeah. or whatever. You even, know? even Holly just a few months ago, which I was like, yeah, that's right. What? When, remember, we were just watching videos of basically like things happening around the country, mm-hmm. and the boyfriend or the husband oh, yeah. or the male wouldn't do anything. Like, just like let people shit on them. Or, like, talk shit or be violent or whatever. Or, like, grab their, like, girl or fucking... Yeah. Yeah, like, be shitty to, like, the fucking girl. And I'm like... And they're just like, okay, let's keep going, going. Yeah, just run, run, run. run. Yeah. Keep moving. Yeah. And I'm like... We're also dip. getting pushed to, like, the floor or something. And I'm just like, that'd be the fucking day. Yeah. Like, like, literally... Like, I don't need... And this is the thing. Every woman, we don't need fucking a man to defend us. Like, you should also be able to defend yourself. You should know your fucking self-defense. You should know your how to, like... Stand up for yourself and everything. But at the same time, in situations where if a man is trying to abuse you, you better fucking hope your man can fucking stand up and punch that person straight in the face and knock them out. If they're, if your man is getting punched in the face and knocked out, you need to fucking question who you're in a relationship with. Because yeah, so like, you said something along the lines of like, I forgot what you said, but basically being like that you are more confident knowing that I could just kill somebody who yeah. would do that. Yeah, but that's like... Like, I'm like, that, like, Shane would never let, if somebody even put the, like, it was actually, I remember the video, it was, like, this girl and guy were going through a crowd, and the crowd was, like, pushing them, and, like, someone grabbed the girl or something, and I was like, 
I know for a fact if somebody ever put their hands on me, like ever, but especially in a situation like that, that was like a very heightened situation, like that person would be dead. Like, and it wouldn't matter who else jumped into the fucking, like, crowd. Like, if there was, like, 20 people on Shane, like, they would all be dead. Like, I feel like you would just black out, like, fucking murdering all of them. Because they tried to, like, grab my arm and, like, pull oh, me away. It. Or I don't know what, I don't know what they were going to do to her. They, like, tried to grab yeah. her and pull her, like. One of my, it's, like, legitimate. I have, like, almost zero fears. One of the biggest fears I have, if anything, if anyone actually physically threatens you or Opal, what my reaction would yeah. be. Like, you're dead. Or even verbally. Not not so much to you, but if someone, like, verbally said something to Opal, I would probably kill someone. Watch out, Opal's future boyfriend. It's one of my only fears. By that time, <laughs> I'll feel less. Like, right now, it's because she's so small. Oh, yeah, yeah. But of course, if someone abused, like... I'm like, if she's 12 say- and is making her own decisions, that's, like, another story. Unless it was another adult. But if it was, like, another 12-year-old oh, yeah, boy, like, and, they, and they're, like, yourself. working on their own shit, I'd be like, you punch him in the face. <laughs> But if it was, like, if she was 12 and it was, like, a 20-year-old, I'd kill him. Oh, yeah. No. Well, that would be really weird if a fucking older person is talking shit to a little kid. Some people are... In this day and age? I don't know. Come that's on. weird. Like, if I was out... Like, you know how they do in, like, grocery stores and, like, random middle-aged people will talk shit to the children about their parents? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I would yeah. hurt them. I just would. I wouldn't even flinch. I would just like be like, Sam, I'm going to jail. Call like a lawyer. Sam in the yeah, fuck. Yeah, that's, that's the exact thing I think about. It's really <laughs> long story. We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> so, getting back on track. We're not killing anybody. Those days are over. <laughs> Those dead days. Wink. <laughs> but um, back to what you were saying. It's 25 minutes. No, we're doing that's pretty not good. it. Circling back into uh, you were talking about, before we started going on this tangent, um, about the sphere of influence, basically like the people around you. And I think you, what you were about to dive into was like, you have these identities about yourself that you can't break through, but sometimes you have a circle who has an identity that you refuse to break through. Remember what you were just saying? Like you were saying like you start working out. Oh yes, yes, yes. And then your friend group, because you're the first person in your friend group to start working out, they want to, like, drag you down and be like, oh, you think you're better than us because you lost five pounds? Or you don't want to drink now when we go out because you're trying to, because you're too focused on yourself or, I don't know, stuff like, you know, friends that do that and then make them feel guilty and the person ends up, one of two things. One, if it's a weaker person or they're not fully confident in their new identity yet, they're going to just fall back into those same habits. If they're so sick of their friends talking shit, at some point in time, if you're, like, a strong enough person, you're going to be like, yo, fuck you. I don't even want to be friends with you anymore. If you can accept me for, like, this new person that I'm trying to become, then... I think that's very rare. Me too. I think the majority of people are too worried about not being accepted that they don't solidify their new beliefs. Right. They cave and end up being like... Even though I don't believe, like, even though I know drinking this beer isn't going to make me have a bad workout tomorrow, I'll still have a glass of beer. Isn't I don't want so them to, sad? I don't want them to, like, talk shit to me, or I don't feel like getting talked shit to tonight, or whatever. Yeah. Listen, it's no secret. I'm 100% anti-alcohol, and I'm 100% believe in health and fitness. Mostly fitness over health. But health, too. And it's so sad to me that the two... That's, and maybe, I would say smoking weed's probably in there, too, at some point. But I was going to say, the two... Most the two biggest things that people try to suck you back into are alcohol and unhealthy behavior. That's so strange to me. Like, why is that a yeah, thing? Yeah, like someone's on a diet and then like they go out to eat and they're that's what I mean. Just unhealthy behavior. So it's not right. Whatever. So it's just not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just like fitness. It's like oh, we're going out tonight and and they're like oh, like I'm on a diet. Like 
I'm trying not to go out right now, and they're like, you're, or, or you do money, go out. I want to wake up early Right, whatever. I want to save yeah, money, yeah. yeah. Or, But especially health-wise. Like, yeah, and they're yeah. like, all right, I'll go out with you. And if you somehow abstain from alcohol while everyone's drinking and pressuring on you, if you get a healthier option, they're going to be like, why didn't you get a cheeseburger? Why yeah. didn't you get your french fries? And you're over here trying to eat, like, lean chicken and some steamed like broccoli. broccoli. <laughs> and they're, like, looking at you like, you think you're better than us? Like... That's so, like, why is that a thing? I know. Honestly, it doesn't matter, but. No, it's so true. Because you would think if these people really were your friends or your family or your, you know, your close circle, which, which your close circle is probably your loved ones, like people who you love and, you know, you would think would love you back. It's like, if somebody actually loved you and actually cared about you, wouldn't they want you to be better? Like. They don't, when you that's just, the thing. Yeah, but like, they don't. You're right. But it's because of their own belief in themselves. They're like, oh, they don't think that they can do it, so they don't want you to do it. Most people do not care about you. They care about how you make them feel. True. That's actually, uh, I wish I could remember who the philosopher's name is, but that's a philosophy about love. It's true. There's, I believe in that 100%. I know. Remember when I came home and I was like, this is so true. I believe in this. Because yeah. it's. And we talked about it and we're like, we both agree on let's it. Just, let's, just, let's just tell everyone. I am. Uh, 21st century philosopher. <laughs> I am, I have like a philosopher's mind with like, uh, construction worker, worker's work ethic. <laughs> but I also have the, the ability, yeah, you know, like they work really yeah, hard. Yeah. So like most philosoph- philosophers' biggest problems is they never implement anything they do because they're stuck in the yin and the yang. Yeah. They're like, oh, there's so many infinite possibilities. I can't choose one. Everything's got to be a question. But I have the ability to take all these questions, find what I believe is the best answer to all these questions, put them in a blueprint, and act on them. Mm-hmm. But I do think I think in philosophical terms. Yeah, I mean, philosophy is one of that's one of my favorite topics, and that's why I love being able to debate people and like have conversations with people who think differently differently than me because that's part of philosophy. Like, part of philosophy is like you're saying the yin and the yang, the two sided like the two sided coin. Yeah. Oh, this is like what I believe. Why do you believe these things? This is what I believe. Why do you believe those things? And like, you're right. Maybe you never come to a common understanding, but you have a fuller idea of this question of life. And at the, at the very is. least, and this is why I always do it. I have a fuller idea of who you are. Yeah. And that's, that's literally why I want to have conversations and ask, and ask people questions and listen to them. Mostly I just want to listen to them is because once I know who you are, I can figure out how best we work together. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because I, like, specifically have, like, very solidified memories of, even if it's someone literally in, like, a grocery store or something, who I've had a, quote-unquote, good conversation with. And by good conversation, I mean it's, like, a thought-provoking conversation, you (laughs) know? It's not just, like, and I, trust me, if anybody knows me, you fucking know I love small talk. I literally talk to literally every single person about, I don't know, like, I was just telling you today, this woman was just telling this long life story. Like, I get into weird conversations with tons of people because I do love to talk to people. But I love thought-provoking conversations. Like, I love philosophical conversations. I love questionable conversations. Like, those are my favorite kind of conversations. And it's, it's, uh, I can't remember where I was going with that. But I, like, specifically have, like, random people who, like, yeah, because Shane and I, I mean, as we, like, grow older together and, like, grow in our, you know, us as, like, a couple and us as, like, obviously we've been together now for a long enough time that, like, most of our values align with each other but there are still things that we talk about that I'm like hmm that's interesting like I've never thought about it that way or 
that type of stuff. I've got some wins last year. Yeah. There's, Boom! But that's the thing, though. I'm not so stuck in any belief I have that I'm like, I refuse to change this belief. If I'm presented with new information or somebody's, like, made me think in a new way or, right. you know, even made me think where then, like, I go by myself and I'm like, hmm, that was a very interesting, like, topic to, t- or that was a very interesting thing that we spoke about. And then I just start creating my own beliefs around whatever it was that we talked about. Like, that's healthy. That's normal. That's, that's part of growing. That's, that's part of creating. Yeah, right. it's part of, like, continuing to create your identity as a person. Like, you should be challenged. And if friends or family don't believe or, you know, are trying to, like, drag you back down or don't believe in, like, these new these new things that you're questioning about your life or your identity or whatever it is, then, like, honestly, they, don't, they shouldn't be in your life. Like, find people who think like you or find people or, who will challenge you. Like, who will say, you know what, we're going to go out, but I love you. Like, no, I love you, but I'm totally cool with you not going out. Let's meet up tomorrow for the gym. Also, so, side like, note, you don't need anyone. I'm 100% I'm a believer that you can go solo for a really long time, especially while you're trying to, like, become your new self, and then you will attract mm-hmm. new people. But also, once you solidify your new identity, you can go back. Like, let's say, like, some people have a really hard time cutting off their family. For yeah. is like I would say that's one of the hardest ones. Yeah. Family or, like, a lifetime friend. Like, yeah, I mean, like, a lifetime, like, literally, like, 20 years. Yeah. Um. Those are people, and like, and you don't have to cut them off, but you, but you do need to fast or distance yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you need to fast. Yeah. So you need to like, while you're becoming your new self, you need to separate yourself from them, and you can even let them know and be like, "Hey, I'm going on this journey. Like, I'm gonna work on myself for sixty days, and then come back. And at the end of six days, you might decide you need another thirty days. But, (laughs) but because you you can't have your your the people who pushed their your old identity on you. Work uh, while you're working on your new one. Correct. So otherwise, it's going to keep sucking you. Down, yeah, you'll never down. Right, you're always going to be in kind of like a purgatory because you're never going to know which one is which. You're going to be pulled in both ways, tug of exactly. war. Exactly. So back to back to the philosophy though. So this is so people don't care about you; they only care about how you make them feel. Mm-hmm. So this is why when you start emerging. And becoming better with better with better qualities, whether it's like health, fitness, whatever, not drinking, anything, money, relationship, yeah. money, success is a huge one. This is why most successful people end up cutting off all their family. Um, it's because you, what you're doing is a, you're challenging their belief system. Because if you are successful, why aren't they? And then they'd have to look at themselves and understand that they are the reason. I mean, successful as in whatever you're pursuing. Success yeah, is not anything. to me. Success is the end life. goal. Like, yeah, you should be succeeding in life. But having success is like, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to get fit. Once you become fit, you're successful. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to, success isn't better. like, I'm I trying think, to get rid of my debt and save my money. Right, exactly. I'm trying to buy a house, like, whatever it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, yeah, or success so, is I'm not just I'm just trying just to like, live a better life. Mm-hmm. That's successful too. Like, but I think some people think when people say the term success, they think just of like money. a lavish lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like tangible things and money. Money is not shit. Like if you are unhealthy, money doesn't mean nothing. Anyway. Oh, that's a whole nother. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll make that another topic. <laughs> that's a whole but, nother topic. So you're challenging their belief system. And then and then if you become successful, especially if you're the first one in multiple generations yeah, sure. maybe, um, then they have to tell themselves that the reason they're not successful is because they chose not to be and they don't want to do that. 
But there's also another thing working in the background is if you become successful, then you realize they're not. What if you leave them? They're terrified that you are going to leave them and they're going to be alone. And that's and I personally think that's one of the driving factors of why they're always trying to bring you back down because they don't want you to elevate so far that you leave them. Mm-hmm. Not little do they know that that's the reason you're going to have to leave them because they keep trying to pull you down. Yeah, instead of being like, fly, babe. Yep. Anything you want to talk about next? <laughs> no, that's like pretty... Pretty solid as far as like your circle understanding, you know, the people you surround yourself with, your identity and how it's created, how you can change it and all of that. Yeah. So I'd say right now is a good time to sit down with yourself because it's week six of the new year-ish, almost week six. It is week six. Yeah. It's week six. I don't even know. And, you know, you had, you had all these lavish dreams of accomplishing shit, which, by the way, if you're realistic, it's probably only 10% of what you're really trying to aim for, which is still good because 10% is better than, is better than 0%. Mm-hmm. So, um, but anyway, damn, I forgot what I was going to say. I was just watching you <laughs> drink your water and I'm like... You have oh, all these... <laughs> you're saying you had all these lavish... I know, I don't remember what I was going to say. But I was, I was trying to tie back in like, now's a good time to sit down. And because maybe you're struggling. Because this is where people start to break. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why this is where people start to, when people start to break. This is typically when. Um, so I'm like, maybe you need to sit down and ask yourself who you are. What do you think you deserve? Can you earn it? And then you need to sit down and ask if your surroundings are optimizing your goals. That, yeah. Or where whatever you are. Whoever your new identity is. And if it's not, then you need to make the decision. The hard, it's not an easy decision. It's a hard decision. But in the long run. The decision's easy. easy. In the long run, it's an easy. No, it's hard because like you're saying, people, the reason people keep getting sucked back down into their friends, their family or whatever, is because that is hard to cut off your family. Like that actually is. Or even who you think you used to be. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's hard to realize that maybe this person doesn't care about you or, you know. Like you were saying, it's not that they don't care about you. It's they don't care about themselves. Like everything that somebody reflects on you, the way that they treat you or the way that they act towards you, is actually just they're looking at you are a mirror and they're looking at themselves and saying what they wish they were saying to themselves. So it's not that these people don't care about you. It's just like you were saying earlier, it's they, by you becoming something different, they have to then look at themselves and they don't want to look at themselves. Yeah. So, you know, look at your circle. If you got to tell some people you need a break, then you got to do that to move your life forward. Yeah. Back to back to Holly's point. You only see the world as you are. Meaning, like, you only see other people as you see yourself. Exactly. You, but you only see circumstances as you see your own. Yeah. Uh, what's that word? <laughs> Not reflection. Your never mind. <laughs> perception? Yeah, perception. There <laughs> we go. Perception rules everything from your childhood. This is why triplets can all come out completely different, even if they've gone through the exact same experiences in life, because it's the it's the individual's perception of life, like a perception of a relationship, a perception of a situation, a perception of what somebody's saying to them, whatever it is. It's all your perception. So being able to change your perception and like. You know, especially if you're trying to 
be successful in life overall, you have to be able to look at everything positive. Like, you do have to. So instead of being like, of course this would happen to me, being like, this did happen to me, these are all the positive things that come out of it, X, Y, Z, or whatever, you know? Yeah, I would argue that it's not positive, it's possible. Yeah, for me, positive. I know, you're like a very, we talk about this all the time, you're like a very, like, this This is, this is, this is. I'm like, if I, if I know it's a possibility it can get done, I'll make it get done. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different. But yes, your perception is everything. We don't care where to put you in the face. We don't care where to put you in the face.